Can Black Adam save the DC Universe? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is a show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, Black Adam, I actually think I might have done this intro. We, I'm doing a little pod swap with our friends over at Geek History Lesson, and they gave us their episode of Who is Black Adam? So if you want to check, that's actually on our timeline. So if you want to check that out, that's the episode right before this one. Uh, but they're, they're talking about Black Adam. We're also talking about Black Adam. If you're... You, if you're on Geek History Lesson, you're listening to this episode, Inception Inception style, I'm talking about uh, Geek History Lesson, talking about Black Adam. It's a sneaking, it's O'Tail, it's an Ouroboros. Uh, I'm your host, DJ Wooldridge. Uh, with me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Roxy, how are you doing? Just so good, DJ. Oh my God, so good. We're getting ready to talk about a movie that you and I have been talking about uh, since the dawn of time, maybe? Who's to say at this point? <laughs> I know, I know. It's been a long time since a rock and roll, and it's been a long time since The Rock was cast as Black, Black Adam. Adam. I went, I went and looked back. I was like, "How long was it?" And, and the first time, because you know, there was that long conversation. Like, is is he Captain Marvel or is he is he Shazam or is he Black Adam? Which one is it? That conversation started all the way back in like 2006. Yeah, yeah, it's Oof. crazy. Oof. I, um. I, I know because we were. Like when we were doing eight years of DC movie news, mm-hmm. we were talking about The Rock for all of it. Yes, it's like how is that possible? It's been this long. It's like the little engine that could. But nothing for nothing though. All the other movies that seem to have like ups, down, recastings. Not we didn't. Black Adam was like very steady throughout that entire time. That is a good point. It took <laughs> a long time, but there wasn't like a lot of drama behind the scenes. I do feel like no matter how you feel about the movie. Even if you loved it, I can't. I can't imagine somebody going and seeing it and being like, "I don't know that this took should have taken 15. I feel like fifteen years. We could have gotten something. I don't know. I, I, expectations are high. I think uh, at least on this end of the pod. Um, but listen, we're, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Black Adam today. But before we get to that, I just want to let you know. Gosh, dang it, we have a Patreon. If you love this show, and I know you do, and you want more of it, you can go over to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Uh, Roxy and I have a show called What We're Into, where we talk about all the stuff that we can't talk about on the main show, including House of the Dragon, and or uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of other cool things. Rings of Power, I'm with, now that that season's wrapped up, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, I also have a show with Sal from Comic Pop called Spider-Versity, where we talk about everything Spider-Man and some things that aren't Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man adjacent, let's say, because uh, we just did two episodes on Morbius. So that's over on the Patreon. Ooh, sp- for just in time for spooky season. Um, uh, speaking of spooky season, last week we talked about uh, Halloween ends. And so we asked uh, our audience the question, who is your favorite horror movie slasher? And if you listen to us on Spotify, that's where you can answer this question. Yashu Wazalewski said, Ghostface, even though at times he is unnaturally fast. Um in the most recent one, I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong here, Roxy, Ghostface stabs a person and then, like, lifts them up. And then when we find out who, like, off the ground, like, feet off the ground lifts this person up. And once we find out who Ghostface is, I'm like, that, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> DJ, if you think that I remember. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, though, because, like, like me, 
right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's one of those. It's like okay. I mean, Ghostface. It's Ghostface is I, one of the things I love about Ghostface is it's always a dude, just a person. But when you put on that Ghostface mask, you do somehow pick up abilities that are somewhat beyond the normal person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally true. But then again, like you know, maybe bench pressing a lot or like yeah maybe like power lifter yeah maybe you don't know it might not look it but maybe uh strong things come in small packages dj that's a fact uh andrew braza says once again ghostface hands down the fact that the killer changes from film to film uh and you don't know who to trust is great love me a good whodunit I, uh thank you andrew i will also add to that that i watched okay so i watched it in the same way i watched smile the new movie smile and i watched the new hellraiser and it made me, for some reason, it finally clicked in my brain that a lot of like horror movies are also low key mystery movies because there's always a chunk of those movies where it's like, what's the thing, or how do we stop the thing? <laughs> I do you feel like there's validity to this statement, DJ? Every movie is a mystery movie. Elaborate. Like is isn't there something in every movie that's like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Um I I see what you're saying. I think there's something about mystery movies obviously the genre in and of itself but also of slashes where that's specifically an aspect of like that's the point of the movie of course, is it's unsolving not like a mystery. Who done it. Yeah. But like I like in a love story I it's a mystery how who, they're going to get they're, how they're going to end up. Yeah. Um I will say that I think that also touches on the idea that I've heard people talk about that I like a lot of how a good story kind of unfolds like one thing leads into the next and so there's that sense of mystery of how they unfold. I will say uh, maybe a movie we're talking about today is a lot like modern blockbusters where uh, the events in the movie are kind of disconnected from each other. It's like one thing doesn't necessarily lead into the other. It's just things loosely set beside each other. Um, we'll get a into that. A little bit of a mystery though. Is it, why were they, why in this order? Uh, um, uh, we'll get into it. And then finally, Ray Alvarez said, I think my favorite horror slasher is Lee Wanell's Invisible Man. Uh, great movie. As far as just the slashing villain themselves, always loved dr- the dream concept of Freddy. So those are the favorite slashers. Um, thank you all for playing the home game. And now uh, that that's done, we're going to get into a little bit of news. Before we talk about Black Adam, we're going to get into a little bit of news. And we got some fun stuff uh this week we got reports and this is from deadline this isn't just it's not roxy you and i work in the same space it'll be like this person is this person going to be in this movie and the source is illuminati or something and i'm like who the fuck is illuminati why do we trust these people <laughs> is it just say their name out loud dj am i not allowed Nerdy is scary yeah it just feels like like what I don't, it feels like nerd plus HQ. And it's like, who are these people? Why are we, why do we care what they think? Uh, But this deadline is saying that Sasha Baron Cohen will play Mephisto in Ironheart of all shows. And I will say for those at home, they're like, wait, Ironheart, the villain in Ironheart is a character named the hood who is mystically connected. So it's not, it is weird, but not like completely out of left field. What do you think about this casting as you uh, we've been talking about who should play Mephisto for a long time? And I don't know that Sasha Baron Cohen's name has ever come up on anybody's list. No. Uh, and I will say I'm not holding my breath because we've we've played this game before. Oh, Mephisto. I'm not I'm not going to get suckered in this time. But I will say if it is Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. 
that's perfect. Like I can't like he's I saw somebody be like, oh, it's left field. I'm like, is it even like he's I know people associate him with like Borat, but he's really good. He's actually a really talented. I mean, Borat is a good performance, but he's talented beyond Borat. He's actually a really good actor. And I think he'd be really great at this. I do. It is weird. Like would it doesn't feel like. Sasha Baron Cohen is hurting for like a Marvel role. Like, I don't know that he, but if they get him, yes, please. Thank you. I think he'd be great. What about you, Roxy? I think that he is way more talented than people give him credit for. Yeah. In general, I feel like people do look at him as the Borat guy, which is funny because even just on that alone, like I grew up watching Dally G show. Yeah. And so then, you know, like he, with that, with Bruno, with Ali mm-hmm. G and Borat, even though none of those are Mephisto like, yeah, you, you, he has such fucking crazy range. That's the yeah, point of exactly. Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, that he can do like everything and anything. So I think, and then um, I really thought he was great in the trial of Chicago Seven as well. Yeah, he's great in that. He was really good in Sweeney Todd. Like he doesn't yeah. do a lot of roles outside of his own thing, which I think is why I'm like, would he do a Marvel thing? But like he's got the chops, and also. You, you just said that those Ali G characters aren't really like Mephisto. They kind of are in the sense of like agent of chaos, like somebody that just shows up and is going to ruin your day. <laughs> yeah, completely. Um, I do. I am curious what you think. This is, this could be super far off, but like Felix, Sasha Baron Cohen and Isla Fisher are truly madly, deeply super in love bug. And I feel like one of the things that might make him want to take on a Marvel property is if she was doing something in the Mm -hmm. Marvel property, like maybe they're shooting in the same location for a minute or whatever it is. Uh, And a while back, um, I feel like we heard her name for, and obviously this is such a a different property, but I feel like we heard her name for Sue, for Sue Storm. Do you think that that there is any role that you could really see her in? I mean, yes, because I also think she's talented. When was the last time I saw her? It feels like it's been a minute since she's been in something. I kind of feel that way about Sasha Baron Cohen, too, actually. That's true, because it was like Borat 2. You know what I mean? That was it. That was, yeah, yeah that was. Um, Let me look. Isla Fisher. Okay, she was this year. I've never even heard of this show, DJ. She was in six episodes of Wolf Like Me on Peacock. Do you know what the show is? With Josh no. Gad and Isla Fisher. No, none. No, I got it's nothing. It's so crazy for you. that there's that many scripted shows. Um, then in 2020, she was in a movie called Godmothered with June Squibb, who I fucking love. No, um, I got nothing for you. Who would she be? I don't know that she'd be good at uh, Sue Storm. I, she would be good. She's talented. She'd be good at Sue Storm. I don't know if she'd be my first pick. Yeah, I feel you on both of those. But things. I feel like we're getting we're getting X Man. We're getting a lot of stuff. There's a, there's a spot for her. dude. I'm she could be Mephisto's right hand lady. I don't you know what I mean? Like she could be anything. Yeah, yeah. It would just be fun to see them do something together. Agreed. I hope this happens because I think uh, I think he'd be really good at it, and I think he'd be really good, particularly in this role. And I think you could do some fun fun shit with that. Um, so, and you were telling me that people were talking about Adam Driver for something yeah um i saw that the first time i saw this was actually jeff snyder had spoken about how adam driver was um being brought in to talk to marvel about fantastic four yeah which is a little bit vague because there's a couple different roles in which he could play yeah um uh 
more people probably talking about Dr. Doom, but obviously Reed Richards as well. Yeah, he'd be good at either. (laughs) And I think that I'm pretty sure what Jeff's report was, and he actually tends to have his like finger super duper on the pulse. And normally he doesn't say anything that ends up not panning out. But this wasn't a report that he was cast. This was a report that he has been meeting with them. Yeah. So I bet that that's exactly what's happening. (laughs) I bet he met with them. Yeah. And uh, I think that that Adam Driver is a top three actor of our gen for me. Yeah, I think I he's agree. so fucking good. So there's so little that he could be cast in, and I'd be like, no, fuck that. <laughs> uh, so yes, however, uh, I do think maybe you feel similarly, DJ. Maybe not. He has his pick of the litter right now. Yes. Like he could do. He could do anything. Um, and right now, what that tends to be for him are these beautiful soul movies yeah that i'm not saying that they're like tiny you know you're still starring across scarlett johansson yeah but these movies that really touch your touch your soul and and make an impact and um you know he's a he's a veteran he is he went to juilliard he's unbelievably trained like i don't know that fantastic four is a shiny quarter for him as much as it is like uh uh you know i don't think he needs the paycheck but also, it would be cool to be like I did. A, I did Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I did Marvel. Yeah. You know, like that. So maybe, maybe yeah. he'd be interested. Yeah, I think you and I are on the same page. Where it's like, obviously, us as fans. Yeah, whatever. Either Reed yeah. Richards, Doctor Doom. I'm, I'm totally down. But it is one of those like it's hard to imagine him being a room and Kevin Feige because you know that both Reed Richards and Doctor Doom aren't like one offs. It's like we've got. 15 movies planned for these characters. It's, it's Fantastic Four. It's Secret Wars. It's showing up in WandaVision season two or whatever the fuck. And I right. can't imagine them pushing that across the table to Adam Driver and him being like, oh, cool. Like, I just, uh, it's just hard to picture that at this point. And also, I can't picture Kevin Feige being like, but we'll only sign you on to three movies just because you're Adam Driver. You yeah, know? exactly. So they, need, they need him for longer. So, but I do think that them being in conversations are probably legitimate to him being like, what does this look like for me? How many other movies a year can I do? Yeah. Like what, you know, legit, nego- not negotiating as if they sign something, but negotiating like, what does my life look like if I sign on to exactly. this? What can I do? What months am I free a year? Like how far out do you guys plan? What am I allowed to do? Yeah, and it might be, and I think in that range, I would actually be. I, I think I think Doctor Doom would be a better fit for two reasons. One, a very few people are better at screaming on camera than Adam Driver. He's That's got true. that. He's he's got anger on camera on lock. Uh, so I think he'd be good as Doom. But also, Doom is not going to. I'm probably going to get my word. Doom is not. You don't. Doom's not the lead character. He's not Reed Richards. He's not. He doesn't have to carry your. So it might be one of those that like. Oh, I just have to film for a week for Fantastic Four and film for a week for Secret Wars and then a couple days here and there depending on if Doom shows up and other stuff, sure, I got you. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Um, I I think that whoever is playing Reed Richards probably is on lockdown for the next 10 years. Yes. With maybe like a free week. Kind of like like Brie Larson, it's kind of like she signed on for Captain Marvel and then everything else kind of, she's Captain Marvel now. Like how many other projects has she been in other than that? But the the counter to that though is that if you're going to do two of the biggest franchises and two, arguably the two biggest franchises there are, are you going to go super villain in both? I mean, when you're that good at it, why wouldn't you just... (laughs) 
Maybe, maybe but yeah. you know, like I think as an actor, maybe it would be. That's more a good point. And and interesting I for him truly, I would also like to see him because I know he's got the range. Uh, he was great in Logan Lucky too, as somebody more genuinely. We've gotten into a point in the comics where Reed Richards is kind of an asshole a lot. I actually think he's more compelling as a character when he's a he's a good guy. Um, and I'd like to see Adam Driver do that. Uh, for instance, no spoilers, but let's just you know, like. Like there was an actor that I thought maybe was good in a superhero role and then he maybe showed up for a couple minutes in another movie and exuded genuine warmth and it was like, oh, we wasted him in previous movies. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, but uh, Yeah, so, so- I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, but like it, it maybe there uh, – do you think that general audiences think of Adam Driver as Kylo – primarily first and foremost one thousand percent you think they're watching house of gucci of course not are they are they watching marriage story no they're i mean not. obviously it, for me it's girls og day yeah. one but i i wonder if remember like willem dafoe in aquaman and the whole time just feeling like he was gonna like murder somebody yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, like people like looking at him like but you're willem dafoe like i wonder if now general audiences see adam driver's face and they're like but you're bad guy Uh, i will say maybe except that his they they really tried to position his him as conflicted bad guy not as like not as outwardly villainous as green goblin he had feelings about he was he was uh um so i mean we'll see we'll see uh i'm down for whatever he's doing next he's doing what what's the name of his movie he's doing next i don't know Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of movies, uh, Matt Reeves apparently is in talks to be making Batman spinoffs. And for some reason, not a single one of them is Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman, which I find baffling. Uh, <laughs> and, and devastating. At the same and time. kind of devastating for a variety of reasons. One, she's great and she's great in that role. And also Catwoman's led her own comic for a while, like for uh, many decades at this point as character letters. Clearly enough there for... 1,000% their, you know, has... Um, Clayface had his own comic? No. I mean, he's had one-shots. Has Professor Pig... And by the way, Roxy, I love Professor I Pig. Uh, created was a character created by Grant Morrison, who's one of my favorite writers of all time. Uh, do I need a Professor Pig movie about Professor Pig where he's not fighting Batman? Not really. <laughs> I'm pretty positive that when we were speaking about, because I like Professor Pig a lot too, I'm pretty positive when we were speaking about who we want to be the villain of the second Batman movie, both of us were like Professor Pig. Yeah, like, do it. But 
I'm super with you. Like otherwise, huh? Yeah. What, this um, feels like Sony's like, Hey, you want to, do you want a Craven movie? Not really. I'd like to see Craven fight Spider-Man. Is that on the table? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how that was, how this, that, uh, how we got here. Uh, you were watching um, the, sh- the, the fuck was that show called that I Gotham. With yeah. <laughs> that little city. Yeah. 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 Uh, with the Professor Pig run, were you? Nope, I didn't get that. I don't. I think I watched the f- full first full season, and then I was like, "Thank, thank you, but no." <laughs> Bummer. Uh, it was so fucking creepy. Yeah, he's he, uh, Professor Pig's a creepy character. He's a, he's a cool character. We haven't done a lot with him. I will also say that one thing that makes me kind of interested in this is the mention of Clayface because I've started. I don't know. If we've talked about this, Roxy. I've started rewatching. Batman the Animated Series, and it really made me feel like the movies need to go back to the more heightened, less grounded villains, because I feel like we've done grounded. Between the Dark Knight trilogy and the Batman, we we did it. Uh, I don't think there's a lot more to say there, but I think there is something to be said for, you know, there's a lot of talk about, like, Batman's the greatest detective, and it's like, it'd be cool to position him as, like, weird Sherlock Holmes. He's the greatest detective to solve mysteries of, of, of like, What's this clay monster doing? Or why is this man turning into a giant man bat? Like, or Mr. Freeze. Like, I'd like to see them go back into, partially because we haven't gotten Clayface in a Batman movie. We've only done Mr. Freeze once, and I would uh, argue there's room for improvement. Uh, I'd like to see the more heightened stuff, you know? Yeah. Just speaking on Mr. Freeze for a second, though, the second that the Joker movie came out and worked. Yeah. A lot of people, myself included, were like, if you guys are going to continue doing this type of movie, um, Mr. Freeze would be an excellent person to do a spinoff standalone villain centered movie on because he's just got such a, for lack of better words, like um, gut wrenching, heartbreaking yeah. story. Um, yeah. I was going to say heartwarming at yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opposite. The opposite of that. Heart, opposite of that. Heart freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart, heart chilling. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. How do you how are you feeling about Matt Reeves' involvement in all of this right now? Um, sure. I, I like the Batman a lot, actually. Um I it definitely has problems. I think it's about an hour too long. <laughs> uh but uh but I really like it. Um I wish more energy was spent on characters I want to see movies of, like Batgirl or Nightwing or a pick a Robin, any Robin. Um it's weird that they're like the villains and it's like, but you're not you were you all are not in the position that Sony is with Spider-Man, where all you have is Spider-Man and his villains. You have it is so weird <laughs> that they act like that. Yeah, like it's like because not really only do. it's not only it's not only like Batman's an island up to himself. You're DC. You have I. You have Superman. You have you have you have anyone. You I mean I know we're working on Blue Beetle, but it's like you shit canned the Batgirl movie, but you're making a Clayface movie. Why? Don't have an answer to that. Yeah. Uh, maybe because they're willing to throw it away. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, money? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know in what world a Batgirl movie wouldn't make as much money as a Clayface movie. I, I genuinely don't. But they know something we don't know, DJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Also, wouldn't most of these movies be kind of the same? Uh, mad scientist goes crazy and kills people. Isn't that isn't it well, how fundamentally movies, the same bit? <laughs> how many of these movies do you actually think we're gonna get? None. 
zero zip nada i don't think shows yeah none uh i will i will be surprised if we actually get the penguin one um i know i think they're supposed to start filming soon and i liked colin farrell in that movie as penguin um but uh i i just don't with everything going on with warner brothers and discovery it's like none of this is going to happen what do you think roxy i think that it's not none but i don't know that it's i mean right now they're saying what Scarecrow, Clayface, Professor Pig. Yeah. Um, mentions of Mr. Freeze, Penguin. Yeah. So of that half? Maybe. But kind of like if you said which half, I would say throw darts at the wall and <laughs> see what sticks. <laughs> uh, and I wonder if this is just meant to be like when so that way when we do the next the Batman, he's got more of a rogues gallery. And it's like and I I would just say just have them be there. Like I don't know that they need standalone things. Like just just time has passed and now more of these fuckers are running around. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like I don't I just don't I it, it, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a there's a great reason you asked about Matt Reeves' involvement. I like his movie. I like the Batman. I like the, the Planet of the Apes movies he did. Uh, I didn't love Cloverfield actually. But uh, uh, what about you? You you asked about Matt Reeves' involvement. What do you think about Matt Reeves' involvement? I just wonder if people would be more excited hearing about this if it was Todd Phillips. Maybe, but also the Joker movie has a lot of baggage. With you know what I mean? Like it obviously did well. But yeah, I'm just what like hearing that Matt Reeves. You know, I wonder if people right now are like Matt Reeves focus on the Batman 2. Yes. <laughs> and then the Batman 3. Because I think people really want a Batman trilogy. Yeah. And we think that that's probably what we're getting. Obviously, we know we're getting this next Batman movie. Uh, we've already set up a little bit. Barry Keegan not being the main villain, but no. being a villain. Yeah. Um, did you? By the way, did you see that footage that of his audition in the hallway? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's what we'll say about that. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's like clockwork orange. I I, like, no, listen, aren't wrong. <laughs> I like Barry Keegan. I think he's very talented. Uh, that he did that audition tape. He also did a tape to be Spider Man, and it's one of those. And also, I didn't love him as Joker in the Batman, but I think he's really talented. I just don't, you know, I don't know. It, I loved him in Eternals. <laughs> yeah, I think he was really. Good. I think he's really. He's really good in Green Knight. I, I think he's really good. He, I did not like Killing of a Sacred Deer. He is very good in it, and I would also see watching that movie and being like oh maybe joker um i don't know anyway whatever uh, uh none of that matters uh i agree with you roxy i would like matt reeves focus on the batman too come on man um last so thing it's just why i'm curious if that's why if if there's not more love for this right now because like we're not hurting for batman content we're hurting for superman content mm-hmm. i don't think anybody was out here like we we don't have enough Batman right now, you know. Like honestly, I think that's where I'm kind of at is is less of like let's build out. Not only it'd be one thing if they were like let's build out this Batman universe with Batgirl and Robin and other characters with the Catwoman. Cat God, fucking yeah. Catwoman, do a Catwoman thing with Zoe Kravitz. It would make money anyway. But also, kind of what I'd rather be is like, hey, we're gonna introduce a Superman to the DC universe where, and just slowly low key start building off a new yeah. DC universe off of the Batman. Cause it's like, I'm totally down for that. <laughs> I guess the bigger problem is, and I'm not saying that, that everything should be fan run, but I don't feel like they are listening to us at all in terms of like what the fans are looking for. Yeah. And they're looking at this did well, more of this. So Batman did well for them. So they're like, okay, what are 10 movies like this that we could make instead of being like, what is DC? 
You know what? I think that's a very good point. I think they're looking at it like, especially probably now with Discovery people, they're very much looking at like a studio guy. You know what I mean? Like studio guy, like this is a machine. And they're all machines. And I know they're all machines. And I'm going to compare it to Marvel, which is 100% a machine. But I think Kevin Feige has a better understanding of the machine he has. You know what I mean? He's like, I know what made those comics work. And so I know what's going to make with these movies work. And it's not 15 different Iron Man spinoffs. It's... Thor and then Captain America and then Hulk like that's that's the machine that's how it works whereas I'd always it and it just feels more and more like that the more buyouts we have and as time goes on that for some reason nobody at Warner Brothers understands the DC machine they're like why how do we make more Batman I guess I don't know Clayface what do we do and it's like I how can you guys not figure this out totally (laughs) anyway Last, should we talk about Salad Gate with Olivia Wilde? Is, <laughs> for those just tuning in, Olivia Wilde, who has become a recurring, uh, her and Ezra Miller have become recurring recurring characters in our new segments. <laughs> yeah, but you want to know what? This segment's really more about Jason Sudeikis than it is about Olivia Wilde. Oh, snap. Yeah. Um, she's getting a, a lot of heat right now. And I think that that is not unfounded, but. Because I feel I feel as if the evidence is pointing to the fact that she was cheating on her husband. And yeah. people don't like that. And I also think I, I, she's not – she's saying a couple things. One, obviously, like she's saying like, ah, because I'm a woman, which is not untrue and not obviously not unfounded. Right. However, it does feel like to me that she's doing a lot of like – that he's the problem. And it's like don't – that's not going to make you look great. Like don't like, cause that's yeah, what the dudes I, do. That's what like Johnny Depp's and the Brad Pitt's do. It's like, actually it's the other person that's the problem. And it turns out in the Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp case, uh, they're the problem. <laughs> but I would say that you are one of very few people who think that, especially a few men who think that yeah. DJ, I think that she is dead, dead, right. That a lot of the heat that is coming to her is because she's a woman. Yeah. Uh, period. Also, mm-hmm. he is coming to her because she was unfaithful to her husband and has been caught in a couple of lies. Yeah. So one of those things, people are allowed to feel a certain way. I just think they f- they feel that way more towards women than they do to men. Yeah. Like when we find out that men are cheating on their wives. Although we just had Try Guy Gate. Yeah, we just had like, Try Guy Gate. And then there was a big thing when I was reading Adam article, Levine Gate. Yeah, and I was just reading a thing about like times are changing, right? So it's not... It, Times are changing. And and yeah. so there was another thing where people were like reading about the drama on set of Don't Worry Darling. And like and, they, and so apparently like some people were like, well, we didn't want to come forward because we didn't want to like hurt her career. And it's like, well, that I think that's the same excuse people give to men, too. And they'd be like, well, it's a woman. And it's like, I don't it's different because she's a woman. It's like, well, I don't. People talk about how Steven to this day. People talk about how Steven Spielberg directed Poltergeist because of Toby Hooper's cocaine uh, drug addiction, and so it's right. like we. It's not like we don't have these conversations about guys. I do understand the larger point, though. I'm just saying maybe it's more nuanced. I don't know. <laughs> right, but I do think what she is talking about, which she's not the one who should be saying this, but it is true. People aren't talking about Jason Sudeikis right now, and seemingly how he treated their nanny was unfucking acceptable. Okay, like which I care infinitely more about how he treated their nanny than how their marriage ended. You yeah. know, like he, it, the nanny released text messages with her and Jason, who was like, who she referred to as drunk, angry, verbally abusive, like, yeah. and 
the in the messages she's like it's 10 o'clock at night i need to go to bed and he's like get fucking downstairs we need to speak i'm not safe with you in my home because i guess he found out she had been texting with olivia while as yeah. well um the the text messages were like Ugh. yeah Ugh. gross um and then when she texted olivia about it olivia responded and what i thought with kindness at least and was yeah. like I, I need to speak to Jason. I'm so fucking sorry to hear this. I'm going into work right now. Um, I hope that you're okay. And I'm not saying she handled it perfect. Olivia handled it perfectly, but Jason's texts were like fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Olivia's were not. And I'm not here to stand up for Olivia Wilde yeah. in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying it is bizarre that as a society, the story comes out. Um, and what people are focusing on is that Olivia Wilde made salad dressing for uh, Harry Styles, <gasps> which is fucking hysterical mm -hmm. but also even jason sudeik is laying his body down outside of her car so she couldn't leave the house it's like i understand you don't want your wife to go but like you can't keep somebody there by laying your body down on the road yeah that's fucking and and love makes us do fucked up crazy things so i give that a pass but how you treat your the your nanny is like you get it together, my dude. You yeah. can't do that. And that she consistently was like, he was drunk all the time, drunk all the time, angry all the time. It's like, that's not a good look. Yeah. Well, and, and not, apparently it was enough to give Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis on the same page. Cause apparently they both came out and were like, no, she's lying. It's like, well, is she don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she released the messages and I think it probably didn't make either of them look good. And then, uh, and then Olivia Wilde posted something that was kind of, hysterical but also bizarre which was the recipe for salad dressing and i was just like is this so fucking funny but also this is like a you're treating it like this is a joke to you but then in interviews you're saying this is ruining your life yeah so kind of which is it yeah i think the of and and each situation is different but so i can only speak from an outsider perspective but i think of the situations we've talked about it's like i got a lot of respect for angelina jolie because she knows like I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep this shit to myself. I'm, there's no re. The only only time it's only when like Brad Pitt like lawsuit and she's like, well, countersuit. You know what I mean? Like, but just otherwise, I don't need to air this out in public. I'm like, that's the right. I feel like I feel like that's the right call. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I I can't. I can't. So, <laughs> I know what you mean though, because Olivia Wilde keeps being like, we have kids, we have children together, and it's like, right. Yeah. But like, you are. I'm not saying you are the problem. Um, and I'm not saying he is the problem. I'm saying that I don't think either of you guys are helping the kid situation right now. And I'm not a parent. So what the fuck do I know? Yeah. But like, and like you said, these things are messy. So who knows? I, it, it, so we're all, again, it's, and it's everybody's perspective. It's like a Rorschach test. We all test, excuse me. We all look at differently, but it, it, it does seem like she, she's been trying to position herself. Like I'm the patron saint of feminism. And it's like, well, don't, I don't think people are going to respond to that the way you think they are. Maybe don't do that. But who, who am I? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I think she's a wildly talented director. Yeah. So I'm down with that. I think she's a great creator. And I don't think she has done anything. You know, we're not questioning right now, did she assault somebody? Yes. Did she, you know, like there, there's a lot of people out there that we should be going after. And in terms of that kind of stuff, I think she's a great creator. And would I marry her? Maybe not. <laughs> you know, same with Jason after these stories. Maybe yeah. not. Yeah. I think he's an amazing actor and performer as well. Yeah. So uh, kind of the both on both sides, would I want to be in a relationship with either of them? No, lucky for me, I don't have to do that. Yep. <laughs>
Not yet. Not yet. You don't know. Good point. <laughs> anyway, Good point. listen, that's all the news that's fit the print as of this recording. Let's go on a quick ad break and we will be right back. All right, we are back. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about Black Adam. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Uh, the movie we've been waiting a generation to see. It's directed by... Uh, fuck, I should have looked this up before. Uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, and I do apologize. Wam Colette Sarah, who also uh, directed Jungle Cruise and The Shallows, and is written by... I- I think it's Wami, 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 Colette Sarah. I'm sorry. Like I'm, I, I should have looked know. it up. That was my bad. I should have looked it up before Wame, we Wami, Colette Sarah, something like yeah. that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I worked with uh, The Rock before uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dwayne Johnson on Jungle Cruise, which was also just fine. Uh, and it was written by Adam. Gonna fuck this up too. Zistikiel. It's S Z T Y K I E L. Uh, Zistikiel. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, and Rory Haynes and Sarab Nashirvani. Uh, nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned, ju- and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of ju- is it unique anyway his unique form of justice on the modern world. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score. What? Roxy, have you looked at the Rotten Tomatoes recently? Uh, no, I looked at it before. So I looked at it yesterday. Okay. The, uh, any guesses on where it is right now? For critics? Yeah. Still at that 50-something mark? Is it 43%? Uh, that, that's way, way too low. Any guesses on the audience score? 60-something? <laughs> uh, 88%, which I would argue is way too high. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. somewhere in between those two. If you average those two numbers out, you might get something that I feel uh, is reflective of the actual movie we got. Um, and the uh, critics' consensus is, uh, Black Adam may end up pointing to oh, pointing the way to an exciting future for DC films, but as a standalone experience, it's wildly it's a wildly uneven letdown. Um, so briefly we're going to get full spoilers because i don't there's not a productive way to talk about this movie without that but before we do full spoilers roxy spoiler free thoughts for black adam i thought that this movie had some really great parts i liked the rock i liked the film it was way too stylized for my taste i think that i i liked um I like that they're teaming up again, but Wami, Colette, Sarah mm-hmm. made choices in this that I thought detracted from the film greatly. Yeah. And I was, I think it was great at two hours. I think if it had gone longer, it would have been a really, really bad choice. I think it probably could have been even like 15, 20 minutes shorter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely solid for me. Good enough. Good enough. I, good enough is a great way to describe this movie. I agree with you. I think I like the cast a lot. I like, obviously I like Dwayne Johnson a lot, um, but I also liked all the, the actors that played the JSA. We got Aldous Hodges, Hawkman, Peter Brosnan as Dr. Fate, who's doing a lot of heavy lifting in this movie, in my opinion. Uh, Noah Centineo, I think that's how you pronounce it as Adam Smasher um, should have been used. I think could have been used a lot more. I think he was really good. He's I- awesome. Do you, have you not seen him in any of his uh, Netflix runs? Nope. 
So Good he's here. like to all the boys I loved before. Um, Sierra Burgess is a loser. Yeah. To all the boys I loved before too. He's like the Netflix it boy. I get it. I get the appeal. He's great here. He's basically, and this is kind of a bummer of all the JSA. Uh, a lot of the JSA is like this, where Adam Smasher is like, what if Spider-Man, but giant man? And th- sure. I mean, good enough. I mean, who cares? But, and Dr. Fate is, what if Dr. Strange, but Pierce Brosnan? But Actually, all for, for it. Me, <laughs> I, for me, hating Dr. Strange, yeah. having him be my least favorite character in MCU, the entire time, all I kept thinking was, I am so upset that Pierce Brosnan was not Doctor Strange. Strange. Listen, I on the record, I like Doctor Strange too a lot. That's mostly because of Sam Raimi. Um, But similarly, I'm like Pierce Brosnan would have made a good Doctor Strange. I think we could have made Doctor Fate a little more unique, but he's very good in this role. (laughs) He's just wildly talented, so that was really lovely. And he's also got like gravitas. He's also got like you know what I mean. Like he's got present. It's one of those like when he comes in, I'm saying like I see the future. I'm like I kind of believe you do. Totally. Um, and Contessa Swindle yes. is fucking stunned. She's great. I think she's underutilized here. She, where she is utilized, she's really good. It's one of those. I I want more of her. I want like I I think she, she was so endearing. I was yes. like, who's who this? I have a crush on the entire J- JSA. I kept looking at it like, oh man, all of you are so and not beautiful. just the JSA, but also um, Sarah Shahi, yeah. the um, Adriana. She was like, whoosh. Really cute. Yes, yes. You may recognize Adriana Tomas as the version of that character was in um, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, and of course, I need to mention uh, Mogamed Amir, who is Mo from Rami. And he's also got a show on Netflix called Mo. Oh, Mo. I know. I was like, big year for him. <laughs> yeah. When I saw him, I'm like, oh, cool. And I thought I thought he was going to die early on. And spoilers, he doesn't. And I was like, cool. I also wish we did more. He's so great. Why are we? Are you just the comedy guy? That's kind of a bummer. He's oh, well. fucking excellent though i wish that the my screening the people i screened it with enjoyed him as much as i did yes um so yeah my thoughts are similar to you roxy i like i like the cast there's some ideas presented there's a good movie in here i just think it's actually i think it's paced really poorly uh and i i and i yeah i think mostly the thing it's just paced really poorly and it has the problem of a lot of modern blockbusters where instead of like i was talking about earlier instead of like one idea leading into the next idea it's just kind of like here's all the things we wanted to do how do they connect who cares uh and it's like well but that's if you want me to emotionally connect to your movie you need to make me care that's your job (laughs) and right it did kind of feel uh like the uh, um, uh, Tatiana was like She-Hulk. Yeah, what they were making fun of in the finale. Yeah, it did kind of feel like this was a little bit of that, even though this is DC. But, yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. And so now I think this is a good segue into spoilers because I want to get into specifics about yeah. that. And and specifically, I think one of my favorite sequences is also the best example of like what I think doesn't work about the movie is when they first summon Black Adam. He comes in and Monica, I saw this with my wife and she pointed out, it's a lot like the Injustice games to the point where I kind of wonder, did you read a Black Adam comic or did you just play the Injustice games? Because a lot of like Dr. Fate's moves and Black Adam's moves come straight from the Injustice game. Um, But anyway, he's nuking people. He's ripping people in half. It looks dope. But the visuals feel like they're communicating to me. This isn't your normal. This isn't your dad's superhero. He's fucked up. He kills people. He's, He's kind of a bad guy. But the music is like triumphant superhero appearance. And it's like, you two need to get on the same page because you're conveying two different things. 
And that was kind of like the movie. It's like, did any of you talk to each other about what we're trying to accomplish? Yeah, I'm with you tonally. But then also with the pacing that you're speaking about, when we get to, and full-blown spoilers here. Full spoilers. If you haven't watched the movie, tune out, I guess. When we we lock Black Adam up for the first time, or I guess the only time, when he goes submerged and whatever. Oh, you're talking about near the end of the movie. But not near the end of the <laughs> Because I was like, okay. And then we have an, a whole act after that. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is what? Not to be like, not all movies have to follow the same structure, but what film structure are we following here? Like, uh, not Because we, <laughs> we had uh, that, we already had a third act and yeah. then we had a, Third, third act. And I was like, wait, that was all the second act? That was- yeah, there's a whole chunk of the Black Adam movie where Black Adam's locked away for it. Um, right, and-, and what part of them, like, structure-wise, I was like, okay, so recently I think a lot of movies that are, like, closer to that 90-minute have been doing this new thing where it's, like, a 30, 30, 30, yeah. act one, act two, act three, as opposed to, like, a 20 big chunk yeah. last 20, you yeah. know? Um, and this, I was like, I am confused as a viewer where we are in this story. I thought the story was wrapping up, which didn't quite make sense. But I was like, okay, because part one, yeah. and we'll do another movie. But then we like opened up a whole new chapter, and I was like, where? Yeah, what a weird choice. And I think part of that, I, a lot of that confusion. I, I think this movie has a lot of weird, weird choices. I think I would, a, a, I my take would be more. I actually think this is a bad movie with things I like in it. I think the movie, the way the movie moves is kind of bad. Um, and I think part of going back to your point there is that I think the pacing is kind of confused throughout. And I, I, weirdly, even though tonally these are very different projects, it reminded me a little bit of the Rings of Power show, which treats every single moment as if it's the, mo- the biggest, most epic thing ever. And the problem is if you do that every moment, it means nothing. Like every, it's just white noise at that point. It's like, well, nothing, because yeah. there's no ups and downs. There's no rising and falling action. There's none of that. This was the same thing where it's like, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. Like, I don't know where we are. I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling right now. I don't know where Black Adam is on his character arc. If, by the end of the movie, I don't know what he is supposed to have learned, if anything. Um, totally, totally. <laughs> I, I think that I feel the opposite of you, DJ, where I think that this was a good movie. Yeah with great with good elements and shit structure yeah um like i think it's a good movie because i'm invested in the characters yeah. i really was i'm invested the uh, the, uh, the one character that i didn't name who i thought was the best character in the entire movie was the boy who plays a mom mm, you and hey had different reactions to the boy who played a mom oh, i was so invested in him i thought he was so good and i thought he was so fun that I think that him, I thought the acting was great in this movie. I think obviously the visuals are really fucking sick. I think the rock can carry any movie. Uh, And, and some parts of the soundtrack were really cool. Pretty sure that was a Kanye West song that started playing. There was a lot of really "Ah." baffling, baffling needle drops that it's not that those songs, it's just, it's, it's like the rest of the movie. Like a song will be introduced seemingly out of nowhere. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, the movie doesn't move towards the song. It's just, we're playing the song now. And then it just stops just as abruptly. And it's like, okay. It reminded me of watching the first suicide squad movie. It's like, did the, People that edit trailers edit this movie. Interesting, because remember, I liked that movie. I liked, so. yeah, I liked it the first time we I watched it too, and then and then it's like, wow, well, and then we've got a whole another Suicide Squad that's way better. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely true. Um, so I like. I think this is a good movie with some major issues, but like I, I think that a lot of it had a lot of good elements and parts to it. And just me being caring, giving a shit about the characters, I think is enough to make me think a movie is good. It, it especially in a superhero movie, yeah. if you don't give a shit about the characters, there's no way the movie can be good. And I could see you not giving a shit about the um, young boy. That would be a huge problem, obviously. Yeah. Like if you if you didn't get this kid, if you didn't connect with this kid, then that fucks up the whole movie for you. Yeah, uh, they yeah. relied a lot on us liking him, which I did. Yeah. He reminded me of like a little East Coast fuck. <laughs> which i think is why i kind of i was like oh i know this guy yeah like, i just it was it was it was like for i think i had trouble with it because it felt like a character asking the movie to be a different movie he's like hey you need catchphrases you need this shit i'm like i don't want any of that in this movie little kid get and also whenever they have like on his wall is the poster for the wonder woman movie and i'm like what is that supposed to mean like what it did did wonder woman in this universe pose for a poster like i don't know how i I, whatever uh his his bit i felt like unnecessary to the movie for me i will say stuff i did like it does raise i don't think it uh, explores these in ways that as well as it could have but like when the moment when the justice society shows up which I'll bring up. I have some issues there too. But when the Justice Society shows up, Sarah Shahi's character is like, "Yeah, why? You think we'd be mad at Black Adam? You all aren't coming. We are. We're occupied by Inner Gang. We want somebody to kick these guys out. You're not showing up. Of course, we like this guy. I'm like, oh, this is this is interesting. This is a compelling. I wish the movie was more about this. I I and and I think a lot of like. A lot of Black Adams, him taking out people is cool. I especially like the one we introduced these crazy uh, sky bikes that I guess can like flash teleport. And he, fla- he flash teleports one into a dude. It's like, that's cool. Um, I it- did actually find that part of the movie a little confusing. Just that part? <laughs> um, the t- what technology we had versus what we didn't. Oh, like. yeah, because we're not we're not in the MCU where we've slowly built up the technology over time. Suddenly, it's just we have these things, and I'm like, wait, when, where? I, I was like, wow, that that was confusing for me. Yes. That was when we saw those. They we're calling them bikes. Sure, the whatever the ships, the little ships they have. They look like motorcycles. They're like speeder bikes, but, but in the sky. But nobody, nobody uh, was confused by them. Like everybody who was there, um, what's the name of the um, city that they're in? Condock. Nobody in Condock is like confused. So they've all seen this, but, or maybe they were and we just didn't hear that part. But then they are like so lacking in technology there. It was, it was just it was bizarro to kind of see like what, what do you guys have and what don't you have and then yeah and then they're there to mine what we learn is eternium which is rare but also not because we make rockets out of it like i don't know how rare eternium supposed to be what what's the deal with when amanda waller appears at the end on a a drone so that is that what happened? It was a drone video. Yeah, it was a drone video. Wait, we need to pause. I, I want to. We need to talk about the post credit scene in a minute. But but I think that's that's a problem. Uh, yeah, with I'm the just movies. talking about the technology aspect of yeah. it, where I was just like, yeah, she just has a drone with a video. We couldn't we couldn't get Viola Davis on set that day. So here's she's got a hologram, I guess. But so uh, the, the, like okay, but then he's like not confused by that at all. 
Like Black I mean, Adam's character speaks English, which yeah. is funny. <laughs> Especially um, since we established they speak another language in the past. That is wild. Wow. Yeah. We don't even touch on that. He, he speaks English. He the, the drones don't phase him. The flying ships don't. Like, he really, you know, but the doors, he can't. He doesn't. Under, and then sarcasm. He doesn't know what, like, which I guess was a good joke. But but also, it's not just that. I think that's a good that's a good point. But it's even stuff like. Amanda Waller is like to the JSA. Black Adam's been around for all of five minutes. We need you to go get him. Wait, a couple questions. How do you know? He has, is the news out that he destroyed that one army? Also, why? Like we get a thing later where they're like, "Why are you here?" And it's like we have, we know about his secret from the past. What is the secret? He blew up some stuff. We don't really know. Okay, so then why are you here? You know what I mean? Right. I think, and it, I think it's easy scripting stuff of like when Black Adam shows up, when he fights all those people, it is in a, a place or something that it makes global news, and you know what I mean. But then you have to start having conversations like, so the JSA sees that happen, decides to show up. You need to actually have the conversation of why hasn't the JSA gone and kicked inner gang out of conduct? That feels like a g- important question to ask them. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, totally. I, I do have a question. I do have a question about how this works in the comics, DJ, and I'm, I wonder what I've missed or wh- whatever. Is Amanda Waller have control? So she obviously has control over the suicide squad. She's yes. got the things in their head and that's what she does. Yes. Amanda Waller has control over the JSA? Not in the comics. So, but what, what was your interpretation of what was happening here because obviously like she is still kind of um bossing them around but she's also not putting together the team you know that's uh hawkman's putting together the team so what why is he reporting to like what is she doing great question i don't know i think i think it's just like hey you're nick fury now and it's like well that's not really what amanda waller is in the dc universe but okay i also think and did you think that that girl was the girl from peacemaker i couldn't it is the girl from peacemaker the same actress yeah okay i could not tell prison vastly different yeah so and her it's james gunn's not writing her so she acts pretty different too (laughs) um so different i was like ooh, these universes are not She's actually a very good actress. I know that because I watched that show. Yeah. This does not seem like her. Yeah, and it's also, it made me wonder, like, where does this fall? Because she's kind of a different character by the end of Peacemaker. Is this pre-The Suicide Squad or, like, in between The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker? That doesn't matter. Um, for those that haven't watched the movie and are for some reason listening to us to talk about it, basically, Sarah Shahi's character, Kondak is is uh, uh, in a police state under Intergang. Which I don't really know what their deal is. Anyway, in, they're a high-tech, high-powered gang. They're mining this thing called Eternium. Black Adam was supposed to be the defender of Conduct 5,000 years ago. She summons him. Basically, the rest of the movie is Black Adam smashing things and then them losing this crown that's, that's bad news bears. Um, the JSA shows up to stop, quote-unquote, stop Black Adam. And if they even to the point where they, he gets imprisoned by Amanda Waller, by... Um, Amanda Wall, I don't even know what organization, she, I guess Argus in this universe. Um, and then the bad guy gets the crown and becomes Sabak, who's basically the devil. That's all you need to know. I like the way the crown looked. The crown looked cool. I thought the yeah. big, oh, the crown's upside down. We've been saying it backwards. Of course you have. The way you've been saying it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> and, and multiple times people being like, well, that's like obvious. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Right. So maybe flip it the other way. Where, 
are all you dumb? I don't know. Anyway, um, and then and then they have to bring Black Adam back. I will say, and he fights Sabak uh, with Hawkman, uh, and they save the day. Uh, I will say, by the end of the movie, there's a lot pacing. I think is bad. Uh, a lot. Of, some of the music choices are are rough. Um, I couldn't stand, especially by the end of the movie, all the speed ramping slow mo shit. I'm like, you, you guys need to fucking cut it out. This is too much. This is more. Zack Snyder would look at this and be like, this is too much. Um, way too much. Way too much. I mean, there's no. I think there's no excuse for that. I don't know why they did that. I think that was the wrong choice. Yeah, first couple times it's like, oh, this is cool, and then they kept doing it. I'm like, you, you don't, you know, you don't need to do it because it, it started messing up with the rhythm of action scenes. It, it did. I had texted you beforehand, being like, I hear slow mo. Yeah, and then I saw it and was like, I thought the most egregious was the Black Adam Hawkman fight in the apartment, where it's like it just was hard to, it was just hard to watch. It was hard because, to watch. Because it was agree. going up and down. Anyway. And I also, the way they did it made you think it was like a joke. I couldn't tell, maybe. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. What, what did you, what did you make of the big reveal of who Black Adam was in terms of being the father of um, the, whatever the kid's name was? Yeah. I, I thought it would have worked better had they not said that in the trailer. Because uh, I know it worked. Monica hadn't seen any trailers or anything, so she's like, "Oh, I thought that was a cool surprise." I'm like, "Oh, because in the trailer, they're like, it's he mentions his son, like it's, and also the the father talking to the son is clearly Dwayne Johnson is like his clearly his voice, and and in the and I thought it worked. I thought it specifically worked in this movie. Uh, again, I don't think I would have spoiled it in the trailer. I think it works better in this movie than it in than what actually happens in the comics because in the most recent comics, he actually takes the Black Adam power from his son killing his son in the process um so making it more clearly a villain what did you think about i thought they did a good job with the reveal and how it was shot i yeah. liked it um i also like you knew what was happening because i had seen the trailer but i was thinking about in five years from now like people who haven't seen the trailer who are watching this movie for the first time i think that that will hit well yeah and i think that they did a good job with the way that they physically shot that well, i and also it goes, thought it was and- funny to see uh the rock skinnier yeah, it's like well that's clearly that's clearly not him uh yeah. but yeah and that's kind of where that reveal happens is kind of what i was talking about earlier i those issues i was listing all exist that said by the end of the movie i was kind of into what the movie was doing i was like okay i'm i'm in it at this point like that moment where he resurrects in the ocean and becomes black adam again i was like okay i'm into this i'm ready to see him kick sabak's ass I, it's not gonna be i don't know if it's gonna be that interesting but i'm, I'm ready for it yeah totally and i did like the it's not your time dad you know yeah. like and him floating to the top I thought that that was cool. I look, it visually looked sick at 90% of the time when they weren't doing that slow-mo shit. Yeah. Other than the slow-mo shit, it looked good. It was a good, and also we'll get into this later. I liked that it wasn't, they clearly stole the speed ramping from Zack Snyder, but they didn't uh, steal the like desaturated color palette, which became very obvious in the post credit scene, uh, which let's answer some questions, which will lead us right there. Um, so Leonard Kim asks, is Black Adam a part of the DCU or is it another universe? It is very much part of the DCEU. I'm not going to say that's not confusing, but it is, it is clearly meant to be part of Man of Steel, the Suicide Squad, part of that same universe. Peacemaker. Yeah. All yeah, the same, sure. same bit. Uh, Jake Hefner asks, how does this movie treat the JSA for their big screen debut? Um, what do you think it could have done better? I actually think that they debuted them great. I think that they debuted them very clearly. Here are their powers. Here are their names. Here's what they do. Here's mm-hmm. how they interact. And yeah. I was like, yep. Um, obviously, I 
had a little, you know me, DJ, what do we say about me? Lover of love, love shipper, shipper of ships. ships. So, of course, I was like, um, okay, do I want to see more of Adam Smasher and Cyclone, like, make out? Mm-hmm. Like, is that, like, something that I'm hoping for? Yeah, obviously. Obviously. And they, do, they yeah. don't do anything with it, but they do walk you right up to it. They're like, hey, this, maybe this? And it's like, They walk yeah. you right up, and I, hook, line, and sinker, I was like, mm-hmm, too hot, people... Yes. Sitting in the room, they might kiss. Like mm-hmm. I was hoping they do. And by a room, I mean spaceship or whatever. Or whatever in. was. Uh, I love how they're was. like, you know, with the JSA, they're like, you know, the X-Men. And it's like I, the mansion, the ship coming out of the ground. And it's like, I'm sure, I, this is not really the JSA, but I'm down for it. I'm not against it. Totally. I think that, uh, yeah, so I thought that they did a good job with them. I don't think we could have spent any more time with them. But I do think it was a little weird how late in the movie, again, speaking of the pacing, they were introduced. Yeah. I, we were like, I, and I don't know because I don't look at my phone during the movie. It felt like we were 45 minutes in when they were introduced. I don't think that's accurate. I think maybe we were closer to 20 minutes in. Mm-hmm. But it, genuinely, I was like thinking to myself multiple times, where is the JSA? Yeah, there like, was a lot of exposition up top, which probably didn't help. Like there's a whole like backstory thing. And they're like, I don't know, know if we need to do this this way, but sure. Okay. Um, yeah. It just took us a long time to get to them. And I, they were one of my favorite parts of the movie. So, um, but I don't think we should, uh, I think maybe we could have gotten a little earlier, like, but I don't think that we needed more backstory in them. I saw some, a lot of critics were like, we don't know shit about them. We need way more backstory here. And I did not need more backstory. Yeah, I don't know that I need more backstory. I think I would have integrated them more into the movie. Like you're talking about them being introduced so late. I You would not like this, but it's like I probably would have cut Sarah Shahi's character and the kid basically no! from the movie. And it would have been more like Black Adam with the JSA or more with – because I think you could have filled the role that the kid filled about saying, Black Adam, here's how to be a hero with – Noah Centineo's Adam Smasher um, that he could have filled that role and I think that actor because I remember originally he was like of the JSA he was the first one cast so I feel like there might be a draft somewhere where that's kind of the role he filled where it's kind of like them and it's like I'm into that movie and and not necessarily more backstory but no like what are Dr. Fate's abilities and how are they different than Dr. Strange's? What are Hawkman mentions not being afraid of death as a fan of the comics. Does that mean he resurrects like he does in the comics or is it different? Is he an alien? A lot of different Hawkmen in the comics. Which one is this one? <laughs> yeah, definitely that. Um, and then also just going back to the two characters that I was just talking about, there was this one moment when they were in the, spaceship what are we calling whatever it it is yeah and cyclone's like um well yeah that's because i was kidnapped and pricked (laughs) and whatever and And then it's you know backstory stuff i'm like okay (laughs) and i was like i actually think that we needed less backstory here because like you just opened a really weird door and then didn't go through it do anything with it yeah it's like let i don't care about it's it's kind of like they did this as a good joke in jessica jones i care less about how they got their powers and more about who are they what do they want why is cyclone part of the jsa what is she hoping to get out of that what is she trying to you know what i mean like because we know that this is both of their first mission how yeah why why were you chosen yeah are there other so that's one of my that's why i asked about the amanda waller aspect of it i guess i don't understand how the jsa is formed Mm -hmm. considering it's like so many moving parts and this is 
two of the four members of the JSA's first mission. Yeah. So who are so, the other ones? <laughs> right. So yeah. what is the JSA here? Yeah. And did Amanda Waller initially put them together, but then is like Hawkman just run it? Mm-hmm. Or did Hawkman put it together and Amanda Waller is like, not in my house. Yeah. Report to me. Like what happened there? Yeah. I would be curious about it. I don't know that we'll ever get that. No. <laughs> but no. That, that's fine. Um, so this gets us to the la- the post credit scene because Mike Mike Joyce asks, "Would you rather see Black Adam versus Shazam and Black or Black Adam versus Superman?" And I was I was fortunate that I saw rumors of the post credit scene leaking, and I knew what it meant, but I didn't look, and so I still got the the basic sense of ooh surprise um, that kind of, similar to, to um, the other Spider Man in Spider Man No Way Home, where it's like I knew, but then you see and you're like, oh, we really, it really is true, cool. Um, and we get Henry Cavill returning. For, unlike Shazam, we actually get Henry Cavill in there, and that was cool. And I will also say, I feel like this might not be true, but I feel like it's the first time Henry Cavill was allowed to show actual warmth as the character. Like he's he's not coming in like, hey, we need to fight. He's like, hey, let's talk. And I'm like. Oh, I do need more Henry Cavill as Superman because I didn't. He was never allowed to do this before. I like this, and his 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 the colors on his costume pop all nice, and it's like, oh, suddenly I actually do care about Henry Cavill as Superman. If we gets to be more like, if he actually gets to be Superman, I might be into that. <laughs> but what does this mean? I, I honestly. I can tell you what I think it's supposed to mean. I think what it does mean is nothing. I think I think it means nothing. Uh, I think what it's supposed to mean is oh, maybe they'll fight in a future movie. Which the answer to Mike Joyce's question is, I actually kind of I don't really care about Zachary Levi Shazam. Although I do like the first Shazam movie, I, I would prefer Henry Cavill versus Dwayne Johnson personally. Um, there's a long history of. Superman and Shazam fighting in the comics. We could just make that Black Adam. Why not? Um, I love Black Adam and Shazam, though. I love the that we've been building to that. I love Zachary Levi Shazam, and I can't wait to see them interact. Um, but as like as a person with eyes, mm-hmm. watching The Rock versus Henry Cavill yeah. would be fucking dope. He's gonna Black Adam's gonna curb stomp the entire Shazam family. They're not gonna be able to do shit for it against him. Um, but um, what is you asked? What does it mean? And I think what yeah, what it's meant to mean is that that we're probably working on a Man of Steel two finally, um, and it probably means that we're maybe Black Adam versus uh, Henry Cavill Superman. Are we gonna get that? <laughs> Big question mark on that. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Speaking of Shazam for a second, though, I do think that they did not uh, make it clear at all why Black Adam says Shazam. I think mm-hmm. that that was probably for people who like just saw Shazam don't understand. Like, I think that was probably very confusing. Yeah. Because I mean, we get a brief glimpse of the wizard from Sh- Shazam right. and we do get the, that they say, if you that, remember that. Yeah, exactly. The I mean, uh, the movie, I, the, I had a trailer for Shazam right in front of it and he's in the yeah, trailer. So me I was like, Oh, that too. maybe that helps. But it, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. Maybe a little bit more effort put into because there's one offhand mention of Black Adam in Shazam, but they don't refer to him as Teth Adam or Black Adam or any of that no. stuff. They just said there was a former champion. He fucked up. Moving on. Maybe connecting the connecting those a little bit more would have a tiny bit because all of a sudden you're hearing a character that most people don't know. Most people don't know shit about Black Adam. Yeah. Just yelling Shazam to lose his powers. And it's like Wait, what? 
Yeah, also, I would think that that would be fucking confusing. I me. feel like Shazam's been on the JSA before. He could have just been on the team. Because uh, right now, Black Adam Shazam's rivalry feels like the rivalry in the MCU between Ant-Man and Iron Man. Where on paper it exists... But it's just a throwaway line in Civil War. It's not like it's it's just like Henry Pym being like, "I don't like Starks." The end. It doesn't really. That's kind of like the Black Adam Shazam rival. It's like, yeah, technically they're rivals, but he's gonna fight Superman now. <laughs> Do you want to see a Hawkman more Hawkman centered movie after this? Um, I'd like to see a JSA movie. I think yeah. the team. I don't know any individual member got me excited enough for a standalone movie, but I'd watch a JSA movie. And who would be in it? Unfortunately, just, not Doctor Fate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope just more people, right? Like, yeah. how is the JSA formed? Who's forming the J? Like, you need to explain that. Is that because? And there's room to say that you could say the Justice League is an independent operation where the JSA is part of the government, which is why Amanda Waller can just call them up. That's interesting. That could be a distinction between the two teams. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, do, are we introducing the JSA because we think Warner Brothers thinks the Justice League brand is toxic now? That'd be a bummer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I do like the people they introduced. I just do think that, like, what is your game plan with the JSA? And that I'm game, glad they didn't kill Hawkman though, because I would have been upset. That would have been a bummer. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, and the game plan is probably different from when this movie first started filming right. to what it is now. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Cool. What a how's the movie doing in the box office? Uh, I have no, I have no idea. I have no idea. Let's see, let's see if we can bring it up right now. Black. I think it was doing pretty well. If it does well, that will mean one thing for the JSA. <laughs> if it doesn't, it Black Adam Zap seven point six million in Thursday night previews. I don't know what that means in the daytimes. <laughs> Is that good? Fast and Furious six. Oh, that's up there with Fast and Furious movies. Hobbs and Shaw. That's better than Hobbs and Shaw did. And Jumanji. How was yours? Uh, this is going to be the like, most obnoxious comment I've ever made in my entire life, DJ. But this yeah. is the first time I've seen a movie in theaters at not a press screening in a long time. Yeah. Like a long, long time. The theater going experience was pretty miserable. Like, oh, really? I, oh, my God. First of all, again, this is going to be fucking so obnoxious. But first of all, people wouldn't get off their fucking phones. Ugh. I I, I'm, I can't believe that that surprised me because I know that about people. But in press screenings, you would get kicked out. Yes. So there's no nobody even looks at their phone. Yeah. Everybody kept looking at their phone, texting, scrolling, whatever it was. And I was like, oh, my God. I will Number say two, the difference is you're right about press screenings. If you're at an influencer screening, those motherfuckers can't get off their phones. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Number, Number two, it smelled like shit. It was like fucking Comic-Con. Yeah. Like. I was like some how, like how full was your theater? A quarter? Oh, there was only two other people in our theater. Okay, it was a quarter full. Yeah. Um and it smelled fucking awful. Yeah. Um like awful and then people were like having conversations. Cool. Like conversations with each other. Turning like, "Oh, yeah, I think that that means that da, 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 da. and I was mm. just like or, and then also DJ the movie started at 3. Yeah. It actually started at 3.20. Oh, yeah, because the trailers. People were walking in as late as 3.50. And walking in front of you, stopping. Like, I was like, like mad people. Mm -hmm. Super, super late. And I was like, what the fuck? You guys are walking into a movie 40 minutes after it started, 20 minutes into the movie? What the fuck? Like, it was an awful movie-going experience. Awful. And I was just thinking, thinking to myself, like, 
this actually, this is why they have press screenings mm-hmm. because it actually affected my experience. I actually say that's it. That's actually in the movies to the movie's credit. Cause normally if I have a bad movie experience, it kind of taints the movie. I'm like, well, forget this movie. So the fact that you still liked it actually, you know what I mean? Despite all that. Yeah. Is a recommend Roxy recommends you see black Adam is what is I what do. I do. I do. I but say God, people are fucking gross assholes. That is that is certainly true. That is certainly true. Uh, Roxy recommends the movie. I say maybe um, it's not bad. If you're looking for a super mo- superhero movie this weekend, you could do worse. Uh, Roxy, where can the kids find you? Everywhere at Roxy's Trash. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. You can get the vowels from stupid. I want to thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.